0: Welcome to the Mastery Podcast with your host, Mark Coles. I have dedicated the last 15 years as a fitness professional to mastering my mind, my craft, and my business. It is my passion and mission to help each of you to do the same. Over the coming episodes, I will be providing you with all the necessary tools to be able to take full control of your career and your life. I'm really looking forward to going on this very exciting journey with you, so let's get started. What's up guys, welcome back to The Mastery Podcast, I hope you're all doing well. Now before I get into today's episode, which you can all see is about writing professional emails, a topic that is so, so important for you all to understand I just want to say a massive thank you for all of the messages that I've received every day, but across the last few weeks since the release of my new book, Level Up. I Honestly, to hear it, the impact that it's making on your career um, from all the different countries around the world, and, and if you're yet to send me a message, and you're from anywhere in the world, you know, I've heard from Malaysia, I've heard from Singapore, um, I've heard from India, um, lots of European countries. Please let me know. Um, as you guys know, my goal with the with the book was to make a global impact by having the book in as many countries as possible. So, if you haven't sent me a message and uh, you're in a country that you don't think I would have necessarily heard from, or even if it's a country that you think I'd have heard from, I'd love to just hear from you. And just let me know how you found the book. Um, I'm extremely, extremely grateful. Now, before I get into the content of today's episode, I just want to cover up a, a section that is in the book, the personal development section of the book. And some of you who maybe haven't bought the book, or maybe have gone through the first section of the book and... What generally happens when you are new to a topic is you read it, but you skim read it. So anything that we don't place a high value on in life, we place low attention to. So through school days, I'm sure you're no different to me. You just attended the classes, and what the teachers were saying was going in one year and out the other. And there's nothing wrong with that, because you placed very low value on it. You know, especially for me, maths, history, sciences, it was just in one ear and out the other. But when I was sat there doing design and geography and French, you know, I used to go skiing with my family. I had a high value on learning French. Um, geography was a high interest to me. I used to love uh, agriculture when I was younger um, and farming. My family were, were farmers, so it was really interesting to me. Um, so anything that we place a low value on, our attention is going to be low. That's a normal thing. But if you've read the, the book and your, your value and interest level is placed upon uh, the coaching, the physical aspect of level up, or the professional, trying to become a better professional, you might have skim read the personal section. But I just want to touch on this in today's episode. Personal development, in many people's eyes, can be seen as kind of daily rituals, positivity, you know, trying to keep yourself up as much as you possibly can. But it's very important to understand in life that naturally we're going to have down days and naturally we're going to have up days. It, it's just the way that life works. Our brain works, um, and you know the more up days we have, the universe will send us the odd down day just to just to balance ourselves out. Okay, but personal development in itself, I describe it as control, and I'm going to urge you if you haven't read my book to go back over the personal development section looking at self-doubt, looking at overwhelm, looking at confidence, and to spend some time reading it because what I want to do for a second is just link personal development to the things that you value very highly. So if I can help you create a link between being in control. Now, when I say being in control, being in control of your own emotions. Now, in short, an emotion is either... Perceivably negative, so dread, doubt, fear, frustration, anger, resentment, or it can be on the opposite side. We can have emotions of uh, overwhelming infatuation. We're looking so much up at other people and other things that people we perceive have, it makes us feel, or we perceive ourselves to feel, worthless. (laughs) So we have unbalanced emotions. Well, understand this with your clients. If they're unhappy, if they have anger, resentment... That negative emotion that your clients feel is very often the reason why they can't stick to their diet, stick to their goals, and appear content with the decision that they've made to either lose weight, improve their body composition, etc. So they have a degree of unbalanced emotions. And as they start to work on themselves and you support them through their journey, they become a little bit more balanced, they become a little bit more in control, they start to follow their diet, they become happier, and a lot of great things in their life start to fall into place. Now, there's a lot to the kind of science of balancing emotions, but we actually do it a lot on a day-to-day basis with our clients. We're helping them a lot in those areas. However... If you yourself are in that same position of unbalanced emotions, you have a lot of anger, resentment, frustration, it's not a perfect environment to build a successful business. It'll come across in your content. It'll come across in the subjects I'm going to talk about today in your emails. And so... In order for you to understand how personal development and becoming more in control of yourself and more self-aware, more able to understand why your emotions are in a particular place, what that'll have a direct correlation with is your professionalism. It'll have a direct correlation in how you communicate with people. It'll have a direct correlation to how you train and how you perceive yourself. And as a result, your training can improve as a result, your marketing can improve, as a result, your relationships with your clients can improve. The better you understand personal development, the more you're going to be able to help your clients with all of the challenges they face. So you'll say, my client always comes in angry, she always comes in or he comes in frustrated or always comes in extremely stressed. Well, as a coach, learning how to support your client with those emotions that they're facing, they haven't understood how to balance them themselves because you haven't learnt what those emotions mean you're always going to struggle with your clients. You're always going to be frustrated. You're always going to wonder why they're not following your uh, guidance. So if you've thought, nah, I'm just going to brush over personal development. It's not something for me. My point to the beginning of this episode, it, it is. And if I can help you understand the value of you learning personal development and the best place to learn personal development is on yourself, If you feel you have self-doubt, frustration, anger, resentment, overwhelm, as I was speaking to somebody recently, if you identify to yourself that there are people that you are looking up to in the industry and it makes you feel less than, then understanding you and where you want to go and becoming centered on your own journey and not comparing yourself to others allows you to feel less stressed, less overwhelmed, and more in control of your own journey. I am in control of my journey. I don't compare myself to other people. I know where I'm going. And if you were that in control person, do you not think you would have a better reflection on the relationship you have with your clients, your ability to support them, and progress your own career? Yes, I think it would. And just simply by identifying this on the podcast today, Mark, that would really, really help me. Great. So I urge you to go back over the personal section of the book Level Up and go through the podcast episodes that I've done and you can clearly see which ones are more on personal development and uh, kind of your own uh, emotions and start to delve into them and listen to them and read the book and try and link the subjects I'm talking to to yourself and to the clients that you're working with. Because by creating a link with a subject that you are less familiar with to a subject that you are more familiar with and value higher, it's going to have a completely different meaning to you the second time around. So, oh, I've I've done level up. I've sent Mark a photo. Great book. Loved it. Have you taken it on board? And can you link personal development to... The journey you want to have in your life, the relationships you want to have with other people, the clients that you want to have, the results that you want, and, and the business you want to build. 100% yes. Then when you create that link, it will mean a lot more and it will have a bigger impact on you. So that's something I want to discuss with you today. As always, with subjects such as personal development, I just want to kind of drip feed things in. Um, and it's something that we cover at length in a lot of our programs. And you know, helping personal trainers and coaches become in control of their own uh challenges and go on your own journey is one of the greatest gifts that you can have as a fitness professional now I want to talk to you about emails and I want to give you some kind of background as to why I'm doing today's episode before I go and you're oh, writing emails oh this is going to be a boring episode let me create a link for you let me create a link, because I do a lot of linking with the coaches that I work with, a lot of linking. Linking, linking, linking is something to do with looking at a subject that you think, ah, emails. And I'm going to link, before I even go into it, the importance of understanding writing emails. Now, if you're able to write more professional emails, you'll come across more professional to your clients. If you come more, come across more professional to your clients, there'll be a lot more respect. You'll get your point across. If you are writing a professional email to somebody who doesn't know you, you will immediately give them perception of your professionalism. You are able, with a professional email, to maintain a professional relationship with the person you're you're communicating with. As opposed to lowering their perception of you simply by writing an email that can negatively impact somebody on the other end. Oh. Oh. I've noticed that before I've written emails when people have inquired for my personal training or I've written a reply to a message that's clearly a professional one and I've done it in a uh, or I've not realized but they've not come back to me well very often people won't respond if they don't think people are very professional and this could be the downfall of your business so does writing emails have a hugely positive effect on the growth and development of your business how much money you make and your reputation of course So I hope you can now understand that writing emails is an incredible, incredibly valuable skill and what I'm going to teach you in a second. Now, where did I come into emails? Well, my dad is a property guy, property investor, um, has without doubt played the most significant uh, role in helping me to develop my professionalism over the years. And he did one thing. When I first started working for him before I became a coach, so we're talking kind of 22, 23 years ago, I worked for his company for a few years. And when I first started, he knew very clearly that, you know, I hadn't really been privy to any information around writing emails. And so he used to ask me whenever I'd send a professional email, send it to him first. And this was done frequently, very frequently within the space of a month. And I'd send it, it'd come back, go no, send it back, send it but and then I would send the email that he had corrected for me. And when I joined the fitness industry, I started to send emails and People used to comment, you know, very professional the way you write your emails. Now, we're dealing with, a lot of the time, professional people. People that are, you know, in fields, uh, you know, uh, in employed positions or they work for themselves. But they're working with people that are professional. Professionalism is highly respected, guys. I want you to understand that. Professionalism, being a professional, is something that is highly regarded in the world. Being unprofessional is not linked with earning more money. Being unprofessional is not linked with building respect and building reputation. Being unprofessional is not linked to quality service and delivery uh, and something people wanna talk about, it's not. They might talk about you in an unfavorable way. So I'm gonna ask you a question, would you rather be gar- reg- be regarded as professional or unprofessional? If you were be regarded as professional and I, would like to think that I am regarded as professional. And in doing so, when I've been going through my career, I've always, always looked at my emails. So, emails are communication. We know that. okay? You receive emails from people. You receive um, emails uh, from mail lists, which we expect. But I'm going to talk to you about the thought process that really goes into creating an email. If you're going to send an email to somebody, one of the first things that I would like you to think about is how do you want that person to feel when they receive your email? Angry? Happy? Sad? Grateful? Decide. A lot of times when you send an email out, you're very unaware of how quickly you can impact somebody. So I'll give you an example. You go and meet your friend, you go, all right, mate, and that tone makes them think, what's wrong with them? And that lowers the energy and the tone of the conversation very, very quickly. Or I walk up and I go, hey, bud, how are you? They go, hello, mate, you all right? There's two huge differences. If you start an email, you have to be very aware of your tone. You can start an email very down, or you can start an email very up. How do we do that? Well, let's look at the, the, the first part. Part. How do you want to start an email? Well, the first thing I want you to think about is who are you writing the email to? Most of the time, it's, it's a client, it's a colleague. If it's a friend, it's a bit different. But let, let's talk client, Okay. A lot of you use hey. Okay. That's not professional. Hey is friends and buddies. Your clients are colleagues. Sorry, your clients are business. It's, It's all business. The minute you start going hey and pally and friendly, deeply pally, then this professional relationship gets kind of a little bit frayed. And you'll think, oh, it doesn't. If I receive "Hey" all the time, that's changed somebody from professional to mate. And I always keep everything professional. So the simplest way that you can never go wrong is hi. And then their first name. So, for example, if you say, if you want to send an email out to your clients and you go, hi, client, does that make your client feel devalued or valued? And the simple act of making sure you put their name in an email or you put hi and then start the email, hi, Mark, it's very simple. If you're going to use the word dear, it's more speaking to somebody in a position of respect. Position of uh, not necessarily authority, but you know, if I was going to be talking to you know, um, uh, a, a colleague of my, uh, my dad's or maybe a, a lawyer, um, you know, somebody in, in kind of higher respectful position, I wouldn't say, you know, dear to one of my clients, so I'd say, hi, Steve, hi, Sarah. So, the first bit to me is starting off with understanding who is at the other end, okay. The second thing is the introduction, or before the body of the, of the email, which is the main point that you would like to, to, to contain within your email, is thinking about the other person and trying to remember just, just something, or even a, just a very friendly introduction. How would I do that? Hope you've had a great week. Hope you're having a great week. And if it's a client of yours that you know that they have done something big, hope your presentation went well on Wednesday. Now, there are a lot of people who are quite angry, resentful, and frustrated about things in their own life, not happy. And they'll start an email off with, Hi, just wanted to send you your program. Now, somebody that's paying you a lot of money every single week, Hi, just wanted to send you your program, and then they just put the name. That's lazy. I've got to ask you this, are you stopping and taking your time to write an email and thinking about the person at the other end who is of value to you, who you want to retain and want to tell other people about your service? Yes or no? So take your time. Think deeply about what that person might be doing. Think about how that person might be feeling. Hi Sarah, hope everything went well at the hospital this week. Hey, Sarah, I hope everything went well with your interview. Think about your clients. If you know they went out for a meal with their friends on Saturday night, hope you had a great time with your friends. There are some people who even choose not to even acknowledge that. But I'm going to tell you right now, at the other end of that email, that person will feel an emotion when you say, Have you had a nice time? Are you okay? Now, you're not asking for that person specifically to reply back to the email saying, yeah, we went to so-and-so for drinks, and then we went to da-da-da. It's just about being polite. Hope you're having a good week. It was good to talk to you last week. I just wanted to follow up on our conversation. It is an introduction to your email. If you're sending an email to one of your clients with their program, which is something you'll always naturally do. Hi, Jane. It was great to see you on Wednesday. You're really doing a great job. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. I just wanted to send you your training program. And then you can go into the body of the, the email which would be maybe some explanatory information about the training program before we even get to the sign off. So it's very, very important that you have an, a start which is high or dear if it's a position more of respected authority. And then you have the kind of first line. It's about being polite. A lot of people in life are not polite. You've only got to open doors for people, to people to look at you nowadays and go, wow, that's very gentlemanly of you to do that. It's polite. And it's also polite when you haven't seen somebody for a while to not go hi and go straight into the training session. It's polite to ask them how they are. It being polite is a is a is a skill, but it shows interest. You know, let's say being polite. Being polite is actually a natural thing that you choose that you want to do. Because you want to make other people feel well. It's a communication skill. But the simplest thing about being polite is that you want to make somebody at the other end of an email or the other end of a conversation feel good. If you don't feel good in yourself going back to personal development, as always, you can tell a million miles away. When somebody sends an email or somebody sees you, the first thing that they don't say is, how are you? How's things? I can always tell that that person's got some unbalance going on because when you're unhappy in yourself, you don't want to be happy with other people, so you don't want to know that they're happy. So when I see a very cold email, I think, "Ah, it doesn't take two minutes to just say, how are you? It doesn't take two minutes to write, hope you've had a great week. It doesn't take two minutes to say, you know, uh, hope training's gone well this week, looking forward to seeing you on Friday. So that's the introduction. Then there is the body of the email. Now the body is the email, is where you actually go into, for example, you say, hi Jane, um, it was really good to see you this week, hope you've had a great couple of days training on your own. Um, I, and now we want to explain what I'd like to do is just explain to you um, the program in a little bit more detail or whatever the body of the email is. The body of the email is the chunk of the email that you're going to actually either explain or tell them about and, and what they can expect. So if, for example, at the bottom of the email, you never send an email and go, hi, attached program. It's just so unprofessional. You would say, hi, sir, I hope you're well. I hope you've had a great week. Um, attached to this email is your program. Now, there's a few things that um, I've explained in the email, i put notes in there, um, Take have a read of it, and if you have any questions, let me know. It doesn't take you two minutes to do like a two or three liner and give your clients, in this case, it's always clients um, most of the time, the opportunity to just understand what the body of the content of the email is. You've taken some time. Time is very clear to see. Time is very clear to see. Oh, just here quick forward. Now, if you know that person very, very well, and it's in the context of a conversation, have you got two minutes to just send me over a program, then you could just attach that to email and send. It's in the context of quick. So if something's quick, we've got WhatsApp, could you just quickly send over? And that person's giving you a quickly opportunity to send that over. You don't then have to sit there and do a full body email. If it's a cold email, you're sending an email and the conversation has not been immediate, i.e. you're not going backwards and forwards there and then somebody hasn't WhatsApp you go, can you quickly send me over that email? Then when in that type of context, you can just quickly open up an email, drop an ex- a, a, a file in and, and send it over. But if you're writing a professional email, you haven't spoke to somebody for a couple of days and you're opening up a conversation, you've got to do it start middle body of the copy. Now when we get into the body of the copy, okay. remember there is a, there is anything that's sort of like a call to action that you'd like your clients to do. So, then you've explained the body of the copy, body of the email, and I will say this to you, I'm, I'm, grammar is a massive thing, all right? And I'm going to be absolutely honest now, a lot of fitness professionals are very, very poor with grammar. If you do not know your grammar, get Grammarly. Grammarly is an app that links up to your computer, it checks all your spelling and grammar, punctuation, etc., and it'll just start to show you how you should use grammar, it will show you and then it's a lot easier for you to start to understand that you should put commas as you're writing there should be a full stop there shouldn't be seven lines of of text with three different topics within seven lines there should be broken up paragraphs a paragraph is a start and a stop of a subject of of a piece of information And if you're sending, if you've got lawyers, bankers, business executives, millionaires, you know, whoever you're working with, you know, you've got entrepreneurs, you've got your, your, you know, mums at home, and you might think, oh, it's a mum, you know, it's a mum that's probably worked in corporate for God knows how many years and had children and might be going back to work. You know, whether somebody's a corporate business professional or not, a lot of people that are in a position to afford to see a personal trainer at 30, 40, 50, even 100 pounds an hour. It doesn't matter whether you're charging 30, 40 an hour, 100 pounds an hour, grammar is really looked down upon when it's poor. So that body of the email needs to be broken up into different paragraphs, this is different sections. And also remembering that if somebody's very, very busy and you're gonna send a very, very, very detailed email, then make sure at the beginning of the email go, hi, hope you're having a great week. Now I know there's a bit of information here, but take your time to read this or save this email and open it up when you've got a little bit more time. Then you can send them a little message later on, say I know the email was a little bit lengthy, uh, send them a WhatsApp, um, but just make sure you, you, you go through everything. Now at the bottom, after you've done the body, the body of the context of the body of the email is the things that you want to get across to them, you then want to sign it off. So all you need to put in a line, which is like a conversation. Imagine having a conversation with somebody in a bar and you're chatting around, chatting about a subject, and then you just turn around and walk off. That's how it can be, where you just literally am writing, yes, yeah, within your program, da da and the nutrition da 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 mark you've gone to the body of the email and then you've just gone, Mark, done. No, you finish it. You go, I hope everything in this email makes sense. If there is anything that you want to go over with me, just copy and paste it in a reply to an email and I'll come back to you if I didn't make it clear enough. Or by all means, send me a WhatsApp and I can explain it in a little bit more detail. Really looking forward to seeing you at your next session. Have a great day. Now, have a great day. Look forward to seeing you soon. Speak soon. These closes on an email take you two minutes. I choose when I send an email to make somebody have a great day. People comment very regularly when I say at the bottom of an email, have a great day. And I remember going to America the first time that that, that Americans are very good at this. You guys who are in America and Canada, very good at this, but have a great day. I want you to have a great day. I'm having a great day. But if you just sign the email off Mark and I just, you know, it's missing a feel good. You know, here's what I've said in the email. If you've got any questions, just please let me know. Have a great day. Have a good day. Looking forward to seeing you on Friday for our next session. It takes two minutes just go in your diary and say, when am I seeing them next? Or if you know that they've got something coming up at the weekend, have a great party at the weekend. Hope you enjoy your holiday. I'll keep in touch while you're away. Just close off the email. Now, if it's formal, you might have kind regards or yours sincerely. You might just have best wishes. You might have all the best. Kind regards, your sincerely, yours sincerely all the very best, is very formal. Best wishes is just very informal, but very respectful. If I am sending an email to a professional, in a professional capacity, legal, I might put kind regards or yours sincerely. But if it was going to somebody of high authority and high respect, I wouldn't wouldn't just sign off, take care. I wouldn't say, see you soon. I'd more than like to say kind regards yours sincerely but if it's clients, I tend to t- keep it as best wishes when you're writing an email, make sure that that I said this at the beginning but I'm gonna go back over it when you read an email I mean this I think I think when when so many fitness professionals write an email, don't read it back. I read an email I scan it uh, the other thing you should do is if you've ever copy and pasted any of your context from another email into another email, select the whole content post and see whether the text, the font, and the color's the same throughout. Sometimes you can copy and paste a section and it's pasted a font that looks right but it's actually not the same font. So copy the whole thing, highlight it all, go to font, color, and um, text size, make sure it's all the same. So you've got to read your email and say to yourself, you know, in the early days, if you've got a friend that's that's, that's in business or a colleague in business, send them your email before you send it an hour later and say, could you just do me a favor, read this? Or could I copy and paste it to send to somebody? You know, the coaches that I work with will very, very often send me an email into my WhatsApp. I'll read it and go, no, doesn't need your sincerely kind regards. There's no introduction. And it takes two or three WhatsApp backwards and forwards for me to say, nope, change this, change that. Now, if as a coach, this aspect of business and professionalism fascinates you, personal training, professionalism is an aspect that we cover a lot of in our personal training mentorship. And this coming Friday, our applications end. If you've been thinking about joining our personal training mentorship and join us for six months, Going through everything from confidence building, professionalism, anatomy, uh, programming, everything you can imagine about becoming a more skilled personal trainer, getting great results, building your business, filling your diary, building your reputation, and having literally every bit of information you can have delivered to make you, help you develop a successful business, then join us on our personal training mentorship. All you have to do is either send me a message on my Instagram, go to m10life.com forward slash education or click the link in my bio on Instagram and you'll come to the personal training mentorship. In fact, at this stage, send me a DM on Instagram and say, listen I want to know more. If you've been putting it off and procrastinating and you know it's for you, you have till Friday and then applications are done and we start on October the 12th six-month journey that will change your career and your life. So if you want to know more professionalism, build your personal training knowledge, get better results with your clients, join us. This is our biggest Yet, coaches from 10 different countries, career-changing, game-changing, mentoring at the highest level you could possibly imagine. Something I wish I had when I started personal training. But this level of professionalism I'm talking about in this um, podcast episode today, it, it, it's something that we pride ourselves on at M10. We really, really pride ourselves on. And something that if you don't feel that your game of professionalism is high enough, then it's something we can teach you. So within your emails, make sure you always think at the other end of this email, is this person going to feel the way I want them to feel? Have I been polite? Have I started the email off? Have I been engaging and polite in my entry, such as in my first two lines? Hope you've had a great week. Mention something that they've been doing recently. Um, Then go into the body of the email. Then make sure that you say, if there's anything you need any more help on, let me know, or I hope that this email makes sense. Um, If there's anything that you need to go over, drop me a message. You start the email, your body of your email, you close the email off. And then in most cases, you would just put best wishes or just your name or speak soon, take care, look forward to speaking to you. If it's a client, if it's more of a hierarchical, respectful position, it might be kind, regard, or sincerely. Okay? This in itself is the format or framework of a very professional email. And I hear so many professionals all the time, you know, it's education, it's knowledge, it's it's becoming better at biomechanics and the sciences. And and do you know what? I don't know of education programs that go all in on high levels of professionals. I came from, uh, you know, I've been in corporate, uh, I see corporate, but I know corporate, I know a lot of people in corporate. I've seen how it all operates. And then you look at personal trainers and they're about... 20 percent maximum of professionalism and then you wonder why you don't have a better reputation you wonder why you don't feel like you can increase your prices you wonder why people aren't being referred to you you wonder why you still see yourself as like a fitness trainer i've always said to, to, to everybody that i work with i will walk on a gym floor as if i'm in a suit and a briefcase i'm a professional in you know my kind of metaphorical way but, but I, I act as a professional. I wanted to be perceived as a professional. And do you know what's funny? When you act and perceive yourself, or, or you want to be perceived as a professional, you will charge more. You'll learn more. You'll deliver better consultations. You will be more articulate in the way that you present your your content. It's like when people come to you on the gym floor. Hey, bud. You know, hey is not a professional relationship. You know, if you know someone, I'd, I wouldn't have a consultation for, you know, a a mentorship inquiry mentoring or mastermind any of my high-level coaching programs at all with hey i certainly wouldn't even have a personal training client come into the assessment room and go hey i've done interviews with personal trainers that have walked in and said to me hey buddy and immediately i remember when dan and i did a, a an interview and somebody came and said hey buddy what's up to us both immediately we were like nope I want somebody to come in with those levels of professionalism and then we can layer on. And so if you're going to go for an interview as a professional and you think, hey, is acceptable and you're looking for a professional position, that person's just immediately made their opinion that you're not right so professionalism is something you learn professionalism is something that has a huge impact on your business personal development is something that you learn and has a huge impact on your business combine all this together with all the knowledge that you learn and all the knowledge that we can also teach you on our mentorship then you are an articulate professional that will be highly regarded that would charge appropriately for their services that will have a business that will grow and this is the same online guys now you think i'm talking to personal trainers here i'm not professionalism is professionalism as a fitness professional. If you write an email as an online coach, if people inquire for your services and you go, hey, thanks for your inquiry. No, it's not professional. If you want to charge higher price for online coaching, you're not going to make that level of money. So I really, really hope this has been a value to you. This is going to be the last episode where I talk to you about the personal training mentorship as well, by the way, guys, it's done. It's our biggest one yet will be a sellout. If you miss it, you miss out on being the first to be on our worldwide mentorship. And I'm going to drop something if you're at this point of our program. We're looking to develop worldwide M10 coaches. Certified mastery personal trainers worldwide. We have our personal training mentorship, which is our level one. And we will be introducing our level two, which is our personal training mastery. We want to take the standard of our coaching forward. Not to change the industry, to just introduce the industry to our standard. What is our standard? And you can go through the mentorship and then move on to the mastery program and be a worldwide certified M10 mastery coach. We want personal trainers to learn mastery. To master their professional craft. Not just to be a PT, to be a master PT. And that's what we're bringing. And if you want to be on that first wave of coaches that have an opportunity to be a Mastery Coaches worldwide and eventually support us in taking this all over the world and having Mastery Coaches all over the world, then you're in the first batch. And and that's a huge opportunity for you. So message me on Instagram. Ask me for more details. Go on m10life.com forward slash education. Get the application form. Send it in. I look forward to helping you. Myself and the rest of the team at M10 look forward to supporting you. And uh, have a fantastic day. Take care.